I know. I was thinking I look really clear, but you look less clear. So what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Which you obviously need me to look super clear because I've clearly gotten fully ready for my day. I'm like not wearing a bra. <laughs> Thank you. It's my hair. I swear to God, this length is just really suiting me. And also since I sleep. Yeah. And I sleep with it braided. So oh. I wake up and it's like voluminous. Yes. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I wish it would look like this. It won't, though. It always flattens so significantly. <laughs> you just need to have like, well, basically what Korean women do is they'll like put keep their curlers in until like they walk into the room that they need to go in. <laughs> like there was a judge one time they were doing it was a Supreme Court judge. And it was like a, she was called for a case or something. And it was like a last minute call or something. And she was like, had walked in at like 7 a.m. And she still had a curler in her hair because she had obviously <laughs> gone to work in the car with the curler in her hair. And people were like, she's such a dedicated worker. <laughs> See, my mom used to, my mom loves throwing parties. I was talking with my aunt yesterday about how even in like 2020, she would like, throw elaborate parties in the in the driveway like she oh. did not stop throwing parties and by parties i mean like having three friends over yeah. or whatever yeah. but she would just like make it happen no matter what and she, i have such clear memories of my entire life her having just one curler under like the top of her hair oh, uh-huh. while she's like doing last minute like <laughs> candle lighting and like like prepping of food and stuff just I, one like, single curler the weight of the world under that one over that one curler that just like it kept everything <laughs> together yeah exactly <laughs> and she'd always be like if i could just get my bangs to be puffy for like 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> that was the 80s for sure. Just the I know, the, the 90s, 90s and 90s. 90s. <laughs> yeah, but my mom ha- my mom still has bangs but they're like much more modern now, but yeah. she did when we were all little kids, she loved the poofy that bang. that fringe, yeah. Yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> Which is just completely adorable. Mm-hmm. I can't do bangs because it's too hot here and I sweat oh. too much. No, it annoys Okay currently it's the one who has bangs it annoys like if once it gets to like right here it's a sensory thing like it yeah i can just feel it constantly so i'm i need to get my hair cut but plot twist that was the hardest thing about that short yes the short haircut slash grow out from my way shorter haircut that was the worst part it's Mm -hmm. just like when it's like because you can't really put it aside because it doesn't pin short to be put aside yeah it's Otherwise, I would go from like shaving my head to growing it out this length all the time. Mm-hmm. But the grow out period that's like right just past where you are to like uh-huh. right at the jaw is just so torturous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I looked at a, a year ago. Instagram was reminding me how awful my past year has been. And <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Instagram. <laughs> thanks, Instagram. And I had like done like the sh- side shave part with like still like the long hair. And I was like, wow, I really did shave the side of my head, didn't I? <laughs> I know. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, wow, I wow. certainly did shave the sides yeah, of my head at one oh, point. Oh, I didn't realize that it was ago. that short when I got it, but okay. <laughs> no wonder my grandmother was like, oh, oh. interesting. <laughs> I did love it, but yeah, and mm. I loved having short hair too, but the grow out is so annoying that yeah, I just yeah. can't bear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be nice All right, to... well, shall we podcast? Yeah, we, sh- we should. I've already podcast. been recording. That's uh, Me too. I I've guess been... we can include this. <laughs> Hi, Esther. <laughs> Hi, Holly. <laughs> Welcome to Wildly Tarot Podcast. Yay! 
we have a short one today because of timing being yeah. all crazy. Yep. And yep. it's really my fault. I had ended up having to go into the office yesterday. And when the time changes, you know what I was thinking, Esther? What? I think that you moving back to the U.S. might actually be the end of the podcast oh. because of time. Oh, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. I just get, we're going to have. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll have goes. to figure out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I was thinking like even just a one hour difference now that it's like 7.15 oh, when you're right. done with your other job. I'm like, wow, how is our time cutting so close? All of oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Going to the office. It, yeah, it's because of time. <laughs> it's because of dumb time change. <laughs> oh, and we're never going back, I think. Or are we changing once more and then never going back to that? I can't keep track In of In California we- or the whole entire U.S.? Hmm. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I have For not heard reason, thought... of either. So. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Now oh, here... yeah, it is just California. Okay. <laughs> that, that's nice. Is California getting rid of daylight savings times? Yeah, we overwhelmingly approved. Oh, yeah. Seven. Okay, so we're permanently adopting daylight savings time, which is The now. current, Yes. Because Korea doesn't it's have... It's really hard to say. <laughs> it's hard to say. Yeah, because Korea doesn't have daylight savings time. And it's like the one thing that I'm mean, like, really, everybody... Okay, first of all, healthcare and then daylight savings time. Those... <laughs> <laughs> healthcare, gun control, and daylight, and savings, daylight savings time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, a, it's, like, it's like a competition between, you know, second and third with daylight savings and gun control. Because, eh. But... <laughs> it goes back and forth. It goes back and forth. <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious yeah i can't tell if it's i mean california definitely wait no back in march of 2022 the u.s senate unanimously passed legislation that would make daylight savings time permanent starting in november of 2023 oh okay so apparently so every we're but... never having our time change again yeah wait no the U.S. Senate unanimously posted it. This article then says that the House of Representatives have to sign it also. And then the president the does, program. too. And I don't know. Come on, Biden. It's one then. of your things. It's an easy win. Everyone loves you. It's such an easy Moms win. Moms of toddlers, college students, and labor workers will all appreciate. <laughs> the, the Anyone with the commute. <laughs> yes. Like, I... I mean, it hasn't been a problem since the pandemic started, but when right. I used to have to go into my office five days a week, drive, like leaving my office at quarter to five and having the sun already be setting Ugh. and just driving home in like full blown darkness. I don't know how people in Northern, Northern areas handle it. Cause I'm a big old baby. I, I, I don't know. I, I like I, sitting in the sun too much. Oh, maybe. Anyway. All right. What are we doing? We're talking about Feel, tarot. We're talking about tarot. <laughs> Because we're a tarot podcast, at least for the next four months. Yeah. And then who knows what we'll I'm be. Sure, I'm <laughs> sure we'll keep going. But who knows? You're right. Well, maybe. Well, who knows? I may be on the West Coast. So it may be that we're just doing it at the same time. Do it. Do it. I need everyone who lives on the West Coast to go into the Wildly Tarot Facebook group and make your best pitch for Esther moving here. <laughs> you, it doesn't have to be Southern California. No. It can be anywhere on the West Coast. Yes, this is true. I'd probably and if I were you, it would probably be Oregon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, there's like Oregon and Seattle at the moment are like the two places. 
Well, so the beauty of Oregon, and I'm saying this as somebody who did live there for four years, is yes. that there is obviously Portland is a big city. Yes. And there are so many really cool mid-sized cities within three hours of Portland. So like if you live in Portland, I mean, you can always use like a regional jet if you're flying oh, right. somewhere and fly out of Salem or Eugene. Actually, I think the Salem airport might have permanently closed, but whatever. There are a lot of like little airports you can use or you can just drive the two and a half hours or if you live in Salem 45 minutes to Portland and fly out of there and those mid-sized cities in Oregon are super cool Oh, like Salem is the state capital and gets shit on a lot people are constantly talking about how Salem is so gross but I lived there for four years and I think it's really cool and since I graduated like 10 years ago which is I guess actually more like 14 years ago now <laughs> um, they have like added all these health food stores. It's really like expanded in super cool ways. It's just uh-huh. a great, a great city, and it has like yeah. I think probably less than two hundred thousand people. So it's not like okay. a well, actually, yeah, because Chattanooga is less. like eighteen, like a hundred and eighteen thousand, hundred twenty thousand people. I think. Yeah, that's so. a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. So when I lived in, when we lived in Riverside, Riverside had like 300,000 people and Redlands where we currently live has like 75,000 people. Okay. And it's okay. a noticeable difference. Yeah. Yeah. The population of seven. Oh, wow. The population of Salem's way bigger than I thought it was. Oh. It's 177,000 people. Oh, huh. But, but Salem's a college town cool little- too. Sort of, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. the state capital, and and Willamette's right across, literally across oh, the street yeah. from the state capital. So there's a lot of like very vibrant cultural stuff that happens uh-huh. in that area, which is also adjacent to downtown. Yeah, which I just think is very. It it does make it feel more college towny or like state capital ish because right. it's <clears throat> all really centrally located. Yeah. Anyway, I'm pitching you on Salem, but if our other West Coastites have even better ideas for mid-sized cities. For Esther, <laughs> I want to hear. I, 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 yeah, we're 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 ready for the pitches, and the pictures, and, and then we'll uh, have everyone hey. vote, and then Esther's exactly. contractually I'll just obligated move there. by law to move there. <laughs> we'll have we'll have like a Kickstarter campaign to move Esther to the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it'll all be fine. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be fine. I'm trying not to panic, but it's gonna be fine. If you move anywhere on the West Coast, especially the Northwest during August, you're going to be there in the absolute best time of year. So you can totally fall in love with it before everything gets really, really dark, cold and, and dark. rainy and drizzly. For well, no, the thing is, months like, months. I love rain and drizzliness and darkness. Like, that's like one of my favorite weathers like today. Like it was starting to get storm cloudy. And I was like, ooh, storm clouds. So... <laughs> So I'm actually okay with overcast. (laughs) I mean, my experience with it is not that there are storms. It's literally just that it's always slightly wet. (laughs) Oh, okay, 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 okay. Which is kind of a different thing. But also, if you're cool with it, it's great. And also, it makes everything super green, which is beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, Anyway, so now that's our next task at hand is getting you to not just move to Chattanooga. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. Come well, to us, Esther. Well, thank, thankfully like hiking Instagram slash TikTok has me like, huh? Huh? Oh, yeah. Now so, that you're that's a big helped. hiker, all big of a hiker. sudden. <laughs> big hiker. I've done two. Okay. I've done two. <laughs> I've done two. You have a third plan. I have like five plan now. 
well, three yeah, planned before I, mean, I you've leave. Done a, you've done a lot of actual hikes. You have like major like people's bucket list hikes on yeah, the horizon, even true. in the next couple of months. Yeah, yeah. I'm picking a card of the day and Yay, we're only going to okay. answer one question today. And then I'm going to talk Esther into a deck because uh, we're wasting time talking about the West coast. I mean, of... you're talking me into the West coast and then you're talking me into a deck theme of the episode. Yeah, my priorities have shifted <laughs> into just peer pressuring Esther today. That's my <laughs> ultimate goal for the whole entire day. <laughs> we will get you Esther. Uh, uh, we'll uh, get you. All right, I'm pulling a card for the day out of the Hilda tiles. Oh, yay. My beautiful Hilda tiles. We got the King of Pentacles. Oh. So I guess that's a sign that me being bossy and demanding <laughs> things of you is right. It's, it's right. It, it's, aff it's affirmed. It's it seconded right by the tarot. just, <laughs> yeah, and important. <laughs> it is seconded and the motion is passed by Hilda. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We are following Robert's rules of order on this podcast and you can't change that. But I'm also feel very attacked by the two Tauruses that are redheads currently in Holly's house, Hilda and Holly <laughs> and me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be a nightmare for the next few weeks. Just get ready for it. It's fine. It's fine. I, it, every year, this is your season. So just go for it. It's fine. <laughs> every year I both love it and also cry every single day. <laughs> well, the moon is in cancer coming up. So I know it fits. It's appropriate. Oh, it's so overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. Oh, Dungi has been having the feels yesterday. Oh, really? Teaching. I was teaching on camera like this to the student. We were having a great conversation. Suddenly Dungi <laughs> puts himself in the middle of my lap. He never comes on camera he hates cameras but wow he like launches himself on my lap and like sits here and i'm like okay just a second like it was <laughs> i have no idea it, i'm just gonna blame the, the full moon i'm just blaming the full moon because that's, that's yeah that's that problem i love it when he wants to be involved i think it's very sweet it is it is sweet but also very abnormal so i'm like what's wrong with you <laughs> what's going on yeah why are you doing this <laughs> <laughs> it's something wrong I think he just wants attention or he wants probably. it to look like he's teaching English in Korea. <laughs> My students would probably love that, the... to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like, could you imagine his little lips? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> just being like and sounded out. <laughs> I don't know how. Oh, I don't yeah, know how yeah. to teach English. What am I doing? <laughs> no, it's, it's like it sounds like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you're yeah, like exactly. Overemphasizing words. You're good. <laughs> Oh, I oh, put I, our first oh, question with a bunch of I forgot of I was reading the first because... question. This is why we keep staring at each other because we keep expecting the other person to read the questions. I know, but Esther, you I have the, read I the did first have the question. outline up, so to my credit, <laughs> it was here. I just forgot that it was my turn. I love you so much. Because it's not like we've done like person. 250 episodes of this. I know, exactly. <laughs> In mostly the same format for years and years and years. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, we are doomed, Holly. Okay, let's go. <laughs> uh, first question episode is from Dari, a.k.a. Tarot Dreamer. And they ask, 
My, today, my question is about my career and pursuing a new venture. After a lot of introspection, I have decided to per- pursue a career as a wedding event planner. I can imagine myself being very happy doing something creative. However, I'm intimidated by going to something I have little experience with. Would you be able to pull cards that represent my journey in this career? Anything I should be aware of and also if it is a good fit. It, I definitely am overthinking all this and any outside perspectives will be welcome. Dun, dun, awesome. Dun, dun, dun. We can do that. So wedding and event planning. What do you want to do? Like next steps? I guess it, what's the general vibe of this career? Yeah, because they're asking if it's a good fit or not. Yeah. So kind of like general vibes of this as a career to pursue and then maybe popping off from there, popping off, popping off. Yeah. Okay. I think popping off is fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Vibes first. Okay. I think that Hilda wants to participate today. Ooh. Can I get a second one too? Oh, wow. So I got the Magician and the Empress. Okay. And I got the Ace of Cups and the Six of Wands. Yeah. So this feels like pretty positive. I mean, there's like going to be stuff that you obviously have to like take charge of. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like the Magician and the Empress and the Ace are really saying that this is like a a good thing for you. Yes. It's a new way of doing things. It flexes creative muscles. It allows you to bring a lot more of yourself into the world. And also, I think the addition of the magician is really nice because it's like you already have the skills like the magician mm-hmm. comes equipped with all of the different things they need in order to create magic. Yeah. And so having that be in like the vibe question is like you already have all of the skills and abilities. It's just right. a matter of like making it actually happen. Yeah. And I like the Ace of Cups there in that trio because like it's an emotionally fulfilling job for you where yeah. other jobs in the past haven't been that. And so this seems to be like very yeah. positive. And then like the six of wands is like, this is everyday so witch celebratory. tarot. So celebratory. It's like a party already happening. And so it's yeah. to me, it's like really just con- confirming that you have the tools and you're going to be good at it. Yeah. I love the six of wands. I didn't <laughs> think about the fact that it's an in progress party. It doesn't even have to be like, this is a successful thing for yeah. you to want to do. It's like this party's happening. Yes. Yes. It's already in. Oh, I love it. The procession has already started. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we should pull some next steps, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. What to kind of like, did they ask like expecting next? What was it? Uh, uh, be Just representing of. the journey. Yeah. Yeah. I so guess like, we could do anything to be aware of in the next steps in the journey. Yeah. So anything awareness. to be aware of. Okay. Dari. Awareness. Seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, and a seven. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right. What did you get? The magician and two of wands. Okay. I got the four of I like the magician showing up again. Uh-huh. I got the four of wands and the star. Oh. You got the magician and the two, two of, wands? of wands. Uh-huh. Okay. And four of wands and the star. Oh, you could probably hear Mac. Oh, I thought that was me on my mic. Noises. <laughs> nope. 
That's it's my okay. dog having some thoughts. The only problem with not recording at 5 a.m. is that <laughs> she's awake when we record at 7. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I, I had to put I, the, the dogs to bed because there was a big old fly that's about to die. And Doongie was trying to chomp at it. No, and no. He, and he was like banging in the doors. <laughs> hey, Mac. Hey, I'm gonna need you to leave. I'm gonna need you to leave. Please evacuate. Hey, can you come grab the dog? He's like not ready for this level That's of okay. responsibility yet. Mac, go, go back and hang out with dad. Go back and hang out with dad. No, she she's like, I wasn't even doing anything. <laughs> they antagonize me, mom. <laughs> she's yeah, she's just sitting silently now. All right. Well, if you okay. keep that up, it's fine. You can stay. All right. She's like, she's like, I'm going to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Give me, give me a minute. I haven't decided yet. Uh, okay. But I really also like the combination of the two of ones and the four of ones, because uh -huh. I think that like, it's sort of like harnessing excitement to create long-term plans. Yes. Like, yes. Everything sort of feels like this would be such a good fit, but the two of wands is not like as actiony of the uh -huh. like two or three of wands sequence. Right. It's a little bit more like forethought. Mm -hmm. And so that with the, like adding a lot of forethought with the enthusiasm and the hopefulness and the knowledge that you know you can do this uh -huh. makes it so that instead of like just sort of like maybe don't focus on the minute immediate details of making this career shift spend some time thinking about the overarching plan so mm -hmm. that you have a much clearer idea of like what you want to do in general mm -hmm. as you are also amping yourself up and psyching yourself up about all of the ability that you already have to do this yeah I also like that in the in these we've also got the the two party cards in the deck. First of all, yeah, totally. I think there. Getting I feel the like there's only two, and, and those are the two. Ones. Yeah, and then the magician has been affirmed and reaffirmed. So no matter like how much you feel like unprepared or like a newbie at this, like it's you obviously have like the natural talents and gifts to yeah. do that. And I think that's kind and of what And if you're feeling confirms. unprepared, you are overthinking it because yeah. you already have the tools. Like we've gotten the magician twice. Yeah. 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 So, so like what so I, to kind of expect or like what it's kind of there. It's like just owning it kind of. Yeah, exactly. Stepping into your power. Yeah. All right, so then what's the next steps that tarot, that tarot dreamer also fine, I guess that they Dari called them tarot say. dreamer and tarot boomer. And I was like, what's going on? <laughs> it's like tarot boomer. We can read. We do have that ability. We do know Some how to us. read. Some of us. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So next steps for tarot dreamer, AKA Dari. Next steps for Dari. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, my next steps are not quite as joyful as mine are very <laughs> joyful. Really? Yeah. Okay. My tell me. Okay. So next steps: Ace of Wands and Three of Wands. Okay. So it's basically like get with that passion and start actioning. Yeah. It's also yeah. like that so verb that I just created: actioning. <laughs> I think that actioning should have always been a verb. <laughs> Thank you. For those of us who are indecisive about what verbs we actually mean to use. Yes. <laughs> 
Yes. I don't know what I'm doing, but no. I'm definitely actioning. We're, we are action. <laughs> we are forward momentuming at the moment. Exactly. <laughs> so meanwhile, I got the ten of wands and the three of swords. Okay. So I do think that this is you're going you're going to be going into a period of sort of like unknown, like within the unknown, you're going to be feeling like it's really stressful. Right. Right. Like because you don't totally know all of the specific details yet, you're still working that out. So you might feel a little bit exhausted and like depleted and like mm -hmm. you're not necessarily getting exactly what you want to get out of it initially. Right, right. But I do think that that's one of the reasons why you, for the cards you pulled, the three of wands is just reminding you like, keep your eye on moving forward and actioning. Yes, yes. Well, and, <laughs> and when then you, that... oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I, when you said those two cards, like immediately it was like managing expectations. Yeah, maybe that's, more because, specifically yeah it. because like at least for for in my experience when i expect too much of myself or of what's to come that's when like yeah. disappointments and stress is taken on upon myself and right. so maybe like managing those mental expectations and the burden that you're taking on and yeah. using that action and that passion in planning and doing the thing that will help like you like not burn out too much or not expect right, too much right. from yourself. Not I, and for me with the 10 of wands, it doesn't even feel like burning out as much as just like shouldering a lot of burden. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I know that technically the 10 of wands has that burnout component, but I think that yeah. when it's at the beginning of a journey, like as a next step thing, it's just mm -hmm. going to be like, more of like the, oh shit, did I grab all of those wands that I need to be carrying? Mm -hmm. Like, do I have all of them? Like, this is a <laughs> lot already. Yeah. Do I need to grab more? Like, sort of that vibe of yeah. like, like making sure that you have all of your ducks in a row. You have all 10 wands that you need. Yeah. But I think because of the other cards all being so positive, it is the right move. But I would, I think that like the 10 of wands and three of swords is reflecting that overthinking and concern mm -hmm. that you're going to be doing it wrong. So yeah. the more you can kind of plan it, use that three of wands energy to like break out of your, and you said that this was the ace of the ace of wands. So ace of wands. Oh my God. Even better. Yeah. 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 You have a lot of like spark and ability to plan and you have the tools you need. So even when it starts feeling like you aren't sure what you're doing or mm -hmm. you're not sure if you have the right tools, you do. You just need to keep planning and mm -hmm. keep moving forward and not letting your concern that you're doing it wrong initially, like make it so that you feel heartbroken about your ability to do it at all. Yeah. Well, and I was just also thinking, like, the magician has all the tools in front of them, like, which is the cup and the wand, whatever. And we just pulled both of those tools. I, I pulled both of those right. tools here. So you have the emotional capacity. You have the passion for it. It's yeah. all there. You just have to grab them. Yeah. And action it. Action it. <laughs> action it. <laughs> you just got to action that stuff. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, I love it. Good luck, Dari. I've yeah. always thought that that would be such a fun job, but I know that I am too chaotic oh. <laughs> and uh, not detail-oriented. Like, I can throw a badass party mm. that I'm in charge of so I right. can run around like a maniac as much as I need to. But if somebody it's somebody else's party, I'm always a little bit less. I would, I would lose it at someone who did not immediately get their way and had to settle with something less like a little, like a different alternative. Oh, I'd be you like, would, you would be, I would yeah. lose it. I'd be like, no, yeah. 
you like like with the whole get food a grip thing. you're an adult get, exactly. this is okay deal with it okay <laughs> so you're much better person than i am probably more patient so yeah i love it that's amazing <laughs> i don't know i think that i would just i mean it's really hard to say because sometimes i do get hyper fixated on stuff like what i've planned like like conferences or events oh, right. or whatever it's all i think about so i bet more so if i tried to do a job like that which i would like mm-hmm. i would just end up becoming like Jennifer Lopez and the wedding planner oh. and letting every other aspect of my life totally fall apart. Huh. I mean, Please tell me you've seen that movie. Esther. I, I did see that movie at a homeschool event a long time ago. So somebody stood in front of the TV every time they were about to kiss. Well, no, they could kiss, but then if they ever, like if they got like halfway naked, we would fast forward it to the next scene. So, or someone would like have a blanket up there covering the screen until it was safe. Like, that's how we watched... Who got put in charge of blanket duty? (laughs) Someone who had seen the movie before who knew where the spot was. So that's how we watched While You Were Sleeping with Sandra Bullock. Isn't that an erotic thriller? No. No. Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. No, I don't think so. But I could be totally wrong with the title. I was thinking of something else. (laughs) (laughs) Erotic thriller. (laughs) Then you said Sandra Bullock, and I was like, wait, no. She's never been in an erotic thriller. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like what Sandra Bullock movie are you watching? I know I, that's just in my dreams because I love Sandra Bullock I love so, her much. so much. She's amazing. <laughs> While you were sleeping is the one where somebody's in a coma. And yeah, he gets in a car accident and she falls in love with him, and then her brother, his brother, like falls in love with her, and then she says she's the fiance because of some reason, like. I don't know if she's actually in love with him or there was like another plot line that I forgot because I watched it when I was like literally like 12 and that was like the last time I watched it. I know. Well, it came out in 1995, so you probably were still a child. That was, I would, yeah. I, I doubt you I saw probably it when you were watched seven. It, yeah, I probably watched it when I, like in 90, no, 2000 probably. Oh, okay. So... Oh, I don't even know how this ends, but this would happen to me too. Oh. Because I have such a big crush on Bill Pullman, especially oh, yeah. like in that so, era. Uh-huh. She's a transit worker. She saves the guy she has a crush on, Peter Gallagher, the dad from the OC. Oh, yes. Uh, great eyebrows from the path of an oncoming train. At the hospital, she makes some comment that makes his family believe that oh, she's his fiance. Okay, okay. And then things get more, she doesn't correct them because she's always had a crush on this guy. And then uh-huh. her feelings get complicated because she starts having a crush on Bill Pullman, which truly which is the how best could route. you blame her? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but do they end up together? I don't know. Who? I guess we'll have to watch the movie. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. No one spoil it for Holly. She has to watch while you're sleeping this weekend. <laughs> but you know, I love spoilers. I'd rather know. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, tell me, tell okay, me. Okay, so. If when, anyone else when... hasn't seen it and doesn't want spoilers, okay. fast forward Fast forward to what, for like, you know. 30 seconds because I'm ADHD. I have to tell like the plot. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So eyebrow guy wakes up. He doesn't remember her, yeah. of course. Right. Yeah. And so, but she's like, Oh, ha, 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 ha. and so he thinks he's supposed to be in love with her. And I'm pretty oh. sure he falls in love with someone else in the meanwhile. But Sandra Bullock ends up coming out to his family saying like, I'm not really like liking him. I like the Bill, Bill Pullman character, blah, 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 blah. And then they end up together. So happily ever after. Happens. Yay. So Yes. We should start a a segment in this podcast where we recap movies we haven't watched for 25 years. (laughs) (laughs) 
how did this movie go is what's going to be called. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where one of us reads a general synopsis no. and the other one fills in the gaps, but also has not seen it or thought about it for 25 what, years. No, what needs to happen is we need to play a game. Ooh, Max falling. We need to play a game of like movies we haven't seen in forever and try to recall the details of the movie without seeing it recently and see how That's close right. we get to the real plot. <laughs> I'd be so bad at that because you know it's like with books too where I'm like where somebody's like oh I loved that book and I'm like yeah me too and they'll be like my favorite part was xyz and I'm like, like what happened? I believe you I don't remember anything about it I just remember that I loved it it's true yeah 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 I, I'm the same way it's, it's just the way our brains work but yes yeah like I just read Emily Henry's new book uh which I can't even remember oh happy place uh-huh and I saw some tiktok that was like oh yeah it's probably in my it's tied for the my top favorite Emily Henry book and I'm like, I've read every Emily Henry book that has come out in the last like five or 10 years or whatever. And I know that I've loved all of them, but I can't remember like any details about any of them other than Beach Read. <laughs> wow. So I must have, I mean, I loved them. I know I did. Yeah. But I can't remember. And I loved Happy Place. So people, if you're thinking about reading it, definitely do. It got some mixed reviews because it's one of those classic Emily Henry's where there's like a lot of like friendship stuff that's happening in the book too. And some romance readers get really mad about that. But I love like a well-developed environment for love to flourish. I love it when people talk to each other. Okay, so I've been reading. And the hero. Oh, okay. One last stop was too wacky for me until like two thirds of the way through. Okay. I read the back of the book. Okay, I'm going to read back the book and then explain to you what what I read, not what the back of the book read to me. Okay, (laughs) Jane, dazzling. Okay, okay. This is about the girl who moves to New York City, blah, blah, blah. Jane, dazzling, charming. So this is a Casey McQuiston that came out a couple of years ago. Casey McQuiston also read, wrote, Wrote, read, read, red, white, and royal royal blue. blue. So I think that that's important context because this book is really different. It's from really that different book. because the other one was like a real kind of like alternative storyline, like sort of right. like story, like, like an alternative timeline. Alternate history. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So this is talking about the girl that she met on the train or subway, whatever. Jane, dazzling, charming, mysterious, impossible Jane. Jane with her rough edges and swoopy hair and soft smiles. August subway crush becomes the best part of her day, but pretty soon she discovers there's one big problem. Jane is displaced in time from the 1970s and August is going to have to use everything she tried. Uh, she, everything she tried to leave her own past to help Jane. Maybe it's time to start believing in some things after all. What I read, Jane <laughs> is displaced from the 1970s. I thought this was going to be a law book where August was trying to help Jane. Who's like an undocumented immigrant because she's been displaced since 1970. She's been displaced since the 70s. <laughs> I was like, oh, she can see I can those. see that. Jane came here okay, in the so 70s I, when she was a kid. <laughs> I missed that entire sentence and was totally shocked when this turned out to be a time loop. Same, me too. I was like, wait, was what's totally going on? <laughs> she's not dead? Wait, I'm no. so confused. She's supposed to be like... So, that's on the back of the book and i was like wait nobody is talking about the fact that this book has a time loop in it at all i was like oh wait it's on the back of the book but it's not like clear on the back of the like like, i've read sci-fi a lot of sci-fi and this does (laughs) not read like a sci-fi back of the book this like i said 
it's I would have said displaced. I was thinking like, okay, undocumented immigrant. So August having yeah, her background is going right. to help her. They, she was a refugee or yeah. something. And I was like, I, I was like right. waiting for the inspirational <laughs> moments of like th- that happening. But then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, why, why is she stuck wait, on the train? Just, well, and so because <laughs> I wasn't expecting the time loop, I kept thinking this main character is, has lost her mind. Like she's <laughs> losing her mind that she keeps seeing and then not seeing this other character. Yes. Like, is this about a mental breakdown level is of she, like, like, what the hell the is going on She's like working at the pancake house here? and she's not sleeping at all. And so she just keeps yeah, thinking she Jane is there and she's not there. I know. <laughs> okay. So both of us are gigantic idiots then because we had the exact same shock of the time loop component of this like, book. But I was so confused. And then I was like, okay, I guess this is more woo woo than I expected yeah. and then I reread the back because I was like Esther did you read this wrong yes I did <laughs> yes I did the, so the answer is absolutely I did <laughs> I skipped over like three words apparently well, and what about the fact that it was all I don't know if you're to this point yet mm-hmm. but they have like a sex scene on the train I okay I don't understand How, does <laughs> do people not see August when she's with Jane? I don't know. I literally, I mean, that's I'm like the so main, confused. I guess I need to reread it. I was so confused about the time loop of it all that I think that I kind of like missed because, a lot of it. But well, I do remember them fully having sex on a train and me being like, that is how? so filthy. Yeah. Like, well, yes, in a, it's that. in a gross way. Not well, our friend way. Logan warned me. He's like, content warning. There's like public sex that's not great. And I was like, oh, what? And then, <laughs> and I was like, so I was expecting a way different storyline than what's come. And then I was just like, yeah. Oh. But it's mostly seems because like, think about think about your 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 naked body oh, being yeah. on the floor of a subway. I'm just train. even like Blah. like the New York subway. Like yeah, it's I Korea subway su- no, absolutely not. New York subway <laughs> and that's probably regularly cleaned. It, uh, it, well, it's questionable how often it's clean, but it's cleaner than yeah. New York subways, which I have ridden. So I'm uh, not like judging from afar. So right, yeah. I just think, I mean, just thinking about how many people's like shoes are on the ground. That's what really freaks me out is just like tracking stuff around. But anyway, I'm so happy that you also had a confusing experience with this book because I ultimately did end up liking it a lot, but I seriously spent the first two thirds being like, I'm going to power through because I like Casey McQuiston, yes. not because I understand what the hell is going on. In yeah. This book. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 oh, I, I'm like, pro- yeah, I'm it's, it's good. I was just expecting like like Something Aaron's else. lawyer story in girl form. Okay, that's what I was expecting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that. Oh my god! I know totally. Oh, that's so funny. Oh my god. Okay, I love it. We should always talk about books on every single episode. Um, How we misread but yeah, books Emily- and movies. <laughs> yeah, we have two new segments: us misunderstanding book synopsis and us re- trying to remember movies that came out twenty five years ago. <laughs> Oh my gosh. What could go wrong? That's what you guys signed up for, right? <laughs> exactly. We did some tarot. Now we get some like random rabbit trails and then we're back to tarot. Yeah, exactly. And then we wonder why like big name tarot people are less interested in like having us on their podcasts and yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's like, I... oh, we are the chaotic energy of the community. Like yes. everyone else is keeping it together and we're just like total we're, like in... spinning out about other stuff. In like Greek mythology, they are like the choir singer and we are the chaos goddesses in the background just yeah, doing exactly. whatever. <laughs> like lighting tiny fires in the background of all of the like beautiful mystical yeah, stuff yes. that's happening. <laughs> 
Oh my god, Esther, I'm gonna talk you into this this deck now. Okay, I don't even do know that. what deck it is. I know, I didn't tell you. Yeah. Okay. Well. But I also don't think it's gonna be that hard of a sell. Okay. I'm gonna talk you into ooh, ooh. Midnight Magic, the mushroom oh. deck that I got ooh. during the break. That I already tried to talk you into a little bit in the last episode. Oh, yeah, you previewed it a little bit. Ooh. Previewed a little bit. So, Mushroom Magic, it's by Sarah Richard. And I'm going to read her little <clears throat> bio because I love it. It's like such a, I don't know what her like generation is, but it seems like something that would have happened to us at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the pandemic. So, Sarah Richard is an artist and writer living in the woods of New Hampshire, surrounded by screaming blue jays and quiet toadstools. Dream. Absolute dream. <laughs> She's an illustrator. Her art is like all over the world, but her interest in mycology, which is the study of mushrooms, Ooh. emerged just before the start of the COVID-19 lockdowns on a hike up Crotched Mountain. I don't Crotch? like, is it crocheted? Cro- Would crocheted mountain and crotched mountain be spelled the same? No. Must be crotched cro- mountain. On a hike up, cro- <laughs> maybe crouched. <laughs> It's in New Hampshire. She, yeah. Someone from New Hampshire, help us. I, I think it must be crouched. I doubt it's crouched. Jamie, Jamie is from. Is it? Doesn't Jamie live in New Hampshire? No, she lives in Pennsylvania. Why do I? Why was I thinking New Hampshire? Because we're not from the Northeast, and it all blends. It all blends. It's everything is Pennsylvania when you get up there. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's actually like, yeah. Uh, on a hike up the Croached Mountain with her friend Natalie, Sarah found her first chicken of the woods mushroom, which is actually the full card in the deck. After Sarah researched its edibility thoroughly and got over the ingrained societal fear of poisoning herself with wild fungi, her world <laughs> expanded to involve the phenomenal and fantastical science of mycology and the joy of foraging. Yeah. She hopes that the transcending connection foraging things by uniting people to nature will rub off on whoever bonds to this tarot deck. Uh, then also I love this makes me love her too while not searching for new to her species of mushrooms making art or writing Sarah is watching horror movies cleaning forgotten gravestones with her mom and collecting possibly haunted curios from the oh, 19th I love century that. Oh. I feel like so she and Claire would be yes. activity buddies yes oh for sure for sure <laughs> for sure so like I talked about before one of the reasons that I really like this deck is that it's super cohesive like her okay. art style is beautiful and all of the backgrounds are black. So it's always these really uh-huh. vibrant colors laid over a black background. Uh-huh. And it, every single card has like this very visually stunning effect of feeling like you've stumbled across mushrooms. Okay. Okay. It is Rider Waite Smith based and okay. in some really, really clever ways. And every card, I feel like it's trying to reference it a little bit, but some cards have really funny, charming ways of referencing the Rider Waite Smith artwork. So I super love that. And then also in the booklet, especially for the major arcanas where this shines the most, but for for all the cards, she explains why she selected specific mushrooms to go with each card. Oh, I love which that. Which I love. Yes. Because they are like I don't know that much about mushrooms other yeah. than just like a general love for them and then more recently after watching Last of Us, a little bit of fear about oh, spores. Yes. yes. Um, (laughs) but I do come from a family where like my mom regularly sends me pictures of cool mushrooms she finds on hikes and stuff because she, she has the exact opposite hiking strategy as (laughs) Esther, which is don't look at anything. We're just hiking. Well, I do look at stuff. I notice stuff, but I just don't stop and like, 
I take a picture. Yeah, and I you keep just want to be fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, 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 fair. So there are like a couple of different genres of the cards that I like the most because some okay. of them are just really funny. Like, did you know that there's a fungi called the blob that literally can move? It oh. is just a blob of fungus and it can move across surfaces. Oh. Tell me that's not a sentient being. Tell me. Mushrooms I mean, are truly. aliens. It's confirmed. They're so wild. And so this, the blob represents the eight of pentacles and in the, I'm going to be reading from the booklet a lot because I love the booklet, which is like full of color <laughs> um, for all the major arcanas. It has one full page of the card art and one full page of like information about it. Okay. Um, for the minor arcanas, it all shares one, one card, but the eight of pentacles is the blob. And what it says about the blob is so, okay. I, I just love this so much, but f this is an example of what the minor arcana entry sounds like. And then I'm also going to show you a bunch of major arcanas so, to, so we can talk about how much more uh, mushroom information is included with the majors. Just okay. Because of space constraints okay, probably. Okay. But for the eight of pentacles, it says this card encourages you to pursue hobbies that you're passionate about much like that bright yellow anomaly called the blob <laughs> able to make its own decisions and solve mazes the blob teaches us new ways of being efficient by breaking boundaries between animal plants and even fungi. So the reason that it's a good eight of pentacles is because it can fucking solve puzzles How? and be is so goddamn so resourceful. How is it better it's about than me? Focus it's more sentient than me, Holly. I know. I'm just like, like, so I'm learning stuff as I'm yeah. going through this. It's so wild. Oh, and then you can see that the shape of the blob is meant to look like the plants in the Rider Waite Smith. Oh yeah, yeah. Eight of Pentacles, or uh -huh. yeah, Eight of Pentacles, and then that figure, which is like probably some sort of digging tool, is leaned up against it like the hoe mm -hmm. in the actual Eight of Pentacles. Yeah. So that's what I mean of these like cute little nods to the Rider Waite Smith art. It's just very fun. So there's a bunch that I just feel like I learned a lot about mm -hmm. um, or I like, you know, could use a lot of information <clears throat> about where to um, find more information about about mushrooms. But like mm -hmm. this one, the five pentacles is called the devil's cigar. This oh. scares the shit out of me because this is another like more airborne spore thing that oh. like, comes up in a spike and then releases all of its spores, which is my least favorite type. But <laughs> then also for a five of pentacles, think about the meaning of five of pentacles. Okay. It's like, you know, hardship, struggle. The devil cigar says the rare devil cigar is found only in a couple of small habitats worldwide. These mushrooms pop open with an audible hiss, throwing out a puff of spores to spread via the wind. Deforestation threatens the species. Its vulnerability makes it the appropriate card for the five of pentacles, oh. which forewarns of an upcoming struggle. Mm. So this is like a very environmentally sensitive right. thing that warns that might go away because of deforestation. Yeah. Representing a card that's about loss and mm -hmm. like sorrow and all of that stuff. And I just love that connection. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I just think it's so powerful. Although imagine walking through a forest and hearing a mushroom pop open <gasps> with an audible hiss. I would absolutely freak out. I would not be able to handle that. Um, oh, and then also like the Knight of Swords. I think we talked about this is the zombie ant fungus. Oh, yes. Which I thought was so interesting because zombie ant fungus is so scary. But the Knight of Swords is like not that scary to me. Mm -hmm. But in the context of the way she's using it, it's kind of about like the lack of control. Yeah. Which I love that sort of wild component of the Knight of Swords where mm -hmm. it's like you're not in control. Things are happening to you. And that's like the such a great 
image of that using fungus of just like this scary fungus that gets into an ant and takes over the ant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They are such aliens. Ugh, it's so creepy. Uh, For some of the beginning of the cups, Mm -hmm. she chose fungus that um, has cup shape. Oh. Like this ace of cups is this fungus that spores kind of live on the top. And when Mm -hmm. water drops on it, the spores explode into the world. So it's both visually cup-like, but also has that energy of like having new things Mm -hmm. kind of like outwardly projected, which I love Mm -hmm. for an ace. Yeah. So it's just movement is there. Yeah. And I just feel like with a lot of them, you can just tell that like she both loves fungus and Mm -hmm. also is like very good at tarot. Yeah. Like her understanding of the meanings is nuanced and dynamic. Mm -hmm. It isn't just like, Oh, I'm making a themed deck of fungus because I really like fungus and I, and I want to do a tarot deck. It's like, she has a deep, deep mm-hmm. understanding of the nuance of the cards. And I just think that that's like also so impressive. Um, oh, this one is also one that scares me, but the wheel of fortune is the common puffball. Oh, and yes. she talks about how creepy. it's like the <laughs> signifying the end of a cycle because the puffball releases all of its spores through a puff at the top mm-hmm. of it. And then the, the original like fungus is dead because it's completed its life cycle. And that's like a circle or a wheel of fortune type of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, for the, for showing how much more information there is about each, uh, fungus, I'm going to talk about some of the major arcanas. Okay. Let's see. Was there any other minor arcanas that I wanted to talk about? I pulled out the queen of swords for you because I really liked that one. Oh yeah. The queen of pentacles. I was like, I don't think that she likes a queen of pentacles (laughs) that she's met very much. Like it's a little bit, it's a bit more like Ethany meeting a, a queen of wands. Right, where it's like, oh, they're, uh, she's been hurt in the past. <laughs> like, listen to this. The, for the Queen of Pentacles, it's the elegant Earth Star, which you'd think would be a compliment, but yeah. then she ends that section with, this resonates with the shrewd and matronly care of the Queen of Pentacles. <laughs> shrewd and matronly care? <laughs> All right, whatever. I mean, it's not going to ruin the deck for me no. because I love so much else Oh, about yes, the yes, deck. yes. But, that's... <laughs> but also... Sh- it's just so funny. Uh, okay, so the Ten of Cups is the Portobello. Okay. Which, if you are familiar with, with mushrooms, the Portobello and Cremini mushrooms are the same. Mm-hmm. Cremini mushrooms are just the small version. So for this card, you can Ooh. see she included the rainbow that like yeah. is on the normal Ten of Cups card. Mm-hmm. So it has very Ten of Cups vibes. And then it's a Portobello sort of with a halo with two little Cremini Aww. mushrooms at the bottom. Oh, it's so and cute. I just think that's so cute and such a good nod to the original Ten of Cups. Yes. I just think it's so it's like well a little, done. Little baby family of mushrooms. Exactly. They're so cute. And like all stages being so important, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So for the major arcana, I don't want to like give every single card away, although I'm sure you can all find it online because it's not like a secret or anything. But the High Priestess was one of the ones that really struck me initially because it's the fairy ring. Oh God, this is a French oh. word. Champignon, I guess. Champignon. I don't know. I don't speak that French. Is, I took yeah, French in sound... seventh grade only, which was also the year where I was feeling so insecure at school that I would be sick, homesick from school once a week. And my French teacher once called me from class when I was homesick to ask me if I was really sick or not, which was very embarrassing. But she, this is a small town for you. She also was the house. Hi, hon. Nathan's leaving for work. Hi, she Nathan. also was the house. Have a good day. I love you, I love you too. 
Uh, Esther says hi. Nathan says hi, Esther. Uh, he's saying goodbye to the dog also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, she was also the house in town that did full-size candy bars for Halloween. So she was both oh. a total monster to me because I was scared of her. And she called me out for not actually being sick when I was staying home for sick, from yeah. school sick. But also... She was my friend's neighbor and the full-size candy bar lady. So we loved her still. But anyway, that's why I don't speak French. Uh, the fairy <laughs> ring, but the fair, having a fairy ring card be for the high priestess is so cool. Yeah. Because if you've ever experienced fairy rings, they do feel so magical and mm-hmm. so otherworldly. And so what she says about it is, this psychic card taps into the other into otherworldly realms and divine knowledge. Fairy ring champignons spread their mycelium beneath a grassy area to form the ever-growing and sometimes centuries-old ring of fruiting bodies that can appear almost supernaturally overnight. Ancient folklore warns that fairies and elves play within the walls of the ring, a dangerous place for mortals to disturb. And then it goes into the upright meaning. You're at the summit of your psychic ability. Work with your higher self and internal divinity to create your aspirational goals. Pay close attention to your intuition, inner wisdom, and empathy. The high priestess tempers your desires with a balanced breath of spiritual life. Go on, tune in, and feel what you feel. Oh. I just love it. I think it's, like, so poetic. And obviously, I like the card itself. It's, like, all of it. Because fairy ring mushrooms are so wispy and Mm -hmm. delicate looking. Like, they have these long stalks and these tiny caps. And that's why seeing them pop up in a circle is so wild. Because you're, like... These things aren't sturdy. They're like right. very transient feeling almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just love it. And also the scene of having like, you know, insects flying above and the tree canopy with the black background. It just feels like you stepped into a magical place. Yeah. Which I love. That's really cute. I just, it just feels so thoughtful and great. And so then also the other one that I, well, I, I pulled out so freaking many cards. (laughs) Uh, I'll just talk about three more, including the queen of swords. So the emperor, um, I guess I was thinking that you were more queen of swordsy recently. I forgot. I I keep pulling the queen of of swords. So I, I, so maybe that's why. I think you might be going through a bit of a transition girlfriend. Yay. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you are so much in your head about stuff that that would make, not not in a bad way. No, 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 but there's so much stuff to think through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the emperor is the fly agaric. agaric. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And this oh, is, the, so the red one like with the It's like the dots. one that looks yes. like what you think of. Exactly. Yes. So it says the fly agaric is an iconic mushroom, usually the very image we conjure up when we think of a mushroom. They grow large and strong and aren't afraid, aren't afraid to flaunt their bright oranges, yellows, and reds. Uh, like the emperor card, the fly agaric has earned respect and can teach you a lot about control and leadership. Oh, interesting. I just think the idea of leadership is so interesting with that and having it be like, you know, when you think of power, you think of the emperor. When you think of a mushroom, mm-hmm. you think of this mushroom. It's kind yeah. of a cool connection. Yeah. And then the lovers. Ooh. So again, it's like a lot of it. So like the emperor card, for example, you can they she's done art of like putting this little tail around the mushroom oh. to represent the the throne. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, okay. Like really oh, thoughtful yeah. Comparisons. The little the or horns like the on hierophant. the throne. Yeah, for oh. the hierophant, which is the turkey tail, there's like two bunches of flowers on the oh, ground in front of it, yeah. just like the supplicants and the hierophant cards. Okay, so it's like these little very cute nods to the original mm-hmm. art. It just feels so cohesive. Yeah. 
Uh, and then the last one that I want to talk about before the Queen of Swords is the Lovers card, which is Caesar's Mushroom. And so these have a uh, like egg sac situation. Oh. So like the mushroom forms really strong and deep and <clears throat> then bursts forth. So that's why she selected it because there's oh. like this this like sort of like strength evolved before the showiness, which I love oh, in reference to relationships yeah. also. But also, Caesar's mushroom was a favorite ingredient used in meals for ancient Roman emperors and has been consumed for at least 2,000 years. Oh, wow. So it's sort of like this combination of the actual physicality of the mushroom and the name and history behind uh -huh. it connecting with this idea of, like, established, like, partnership yes, and connection. Yes, yes. Before it's and even, like, shown or seen, it's already there and yeah, existing. Exactly. And you sort of see this, like, vague suggestion oh, of the moon angel at the top which could be the like tree. the angel yeah oh. it's just like so i just think that it's so cool and well done and you can even see the egg sack that it burst from at the oh, lower yeah. part of this like you can oh, really, really cool. see she puts so much detail about the parts of the mushroom that she wanted you to notice mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i just think that that makes it such a strong deck yes yes for all sure. right and then the queen of swords which made me think of you okay uh okay oh this is why okay so the queen of swords is lion's mane oh okay and Ooh. lion's mane mushrooms are royally positioned in the realm of medical fungi known for promoting nerve regeneration and the production of healthy brain cells this mushroom represents an independent spirit that effectively shares their ideas for the betterment of their kingdom and the upright meanings are objective, business-minded, and domestic harmony. And the reversed is frankness, bitterness, and manipulation. Oh. And I think that with all of the horrifying and upheaving changes that you've had to deal with, uh -huh. the, both the upright and reversed are things that you've been thinking about and yeah. dealing with. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And like the object objectivity and domestic harmony stuff is the stuff that you are, have gotten so good at, mm -hmm. like accomplishing on your own. Right. And I don't <clears> think <throat> that you've been experiencing bitterness, but you've expressed that you felt bitter about stuff. Like when we were creating the mantra for your tattoo. Oh, yeah. And you're yeah, like, yeah. I wish that he <laughs> I wish that they were more like upset yeah. about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I wish and... I could come up with some anger about right. it. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. That's also part of it. And mm -hmm. so I don't know. It just really reminded me of you. And then also the regeneration stuff and mm -hmm. all of the like thoughts of like thinking about things in new ways and yeah. having your brain strengthen. It just really mm -hmm. feels like very much what you've been dealing with. Oh, yeah. So yeah. It made for me sure. really happy. Aww. Well, and it's Lion's Mane and Lion's a Leo. And that's a me. Exactly. Oh, that's <laughs> true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So the other things like about the actual cards themselves, they're really yes. good, sturdy. I'd say probably like maybe three ten. Okay. GSM, okay. If you're guessing, they are simple. They don't have any texture. Okay. Um, and there's no. Uh, it's a mass market deck, so there's no. Oh, okay. Okay. It's mass market. Um, okay, okay. There's no foil on the no side. No edging. Edges, no foiling, okay. etc. But the only thing that I don't like about it is something that I talked about when I was talking about how how I had gotten it is that. The box is too big for the deck, so oh. it has, like, one of those, like, space filler components of it mm -hmm. that I need somebody who's a good inventor, and I feel like <laughs> probably somebody is working on this, but I want somebody to create that in a cheap way that doesn't, like, 
fall out or get cards stuck in the in the oh box. in the bottom yeah yeah because it is like the filler works but i have like four deck four cards stuck under it and i had to take the thing out mm-hmm. to get them out of it so i'm just gonna leave them out yeah and i know why they did it because the book itself is also so well written and uh-huh. also so like has these images of the cards and stuff so i understand why they had to choose that box size but right it's just a perpetual pet peeve of mine that we can't figure out a way to make box space fillers not be so clunky and like yeah. unusable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, since I don't care about keeping my decks in pristine condition, oh, it doesn't right. bug me if it bangs around a lot, but at Still the same time, annoying. I feel like it could bug someone. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But oh. anyway, I would say this deck is like a basically 9.75 out of 10 oh, for me. Okay. I'm into it. I think it's oh. so beautiful. I'm really tempted to give it to my mom or to get her a copy. Yeah. And I always am constantly giving both of my parents tarot decks and I have no idea if they use them or not. <laughs> well, maybe just take it with you the next time you go and see how she responds to it and if she like touches it yeah. more than usual. Exactly. All right. Did I talk you into it? I, I think so. I had already looked at it for like the first, but even before you pulled out the first card and my tarot shop, it wasn't there. <laughs> but now that I know it's mass market, it will either be there soon or I can just order it from like, yes. a different place. So. Yes. You can also Yay. maybe wait till after you've moved this across tr- an entire ocean and half of a continent. <laughs> this is true. I was, I, yes, yes. I was about to go into a guess... of swords moment. We're not going there. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All it's right. Fine. Well, I love it. And yes. I love talking to you about it. I love it some mushroom fun. decks. Yeah. I don't I'd think like... I'll start foraging because I also share that natural fear of accidentally oh, foraging I... myself, but <laughs> I'm into it. I love that so much. Oh, all right. Well, that's our show. Don't forget to get to. And we ended up not even having it be a short episode because we just talked about so much stuff. We we talked about the (laughs) the books and the movies and decks. You know what I've realized is that when people missed us on hiatus, they're Uh like, I just miss hearing you talk. I truly think that we're just weeding out people who (laughs) don't have the same brain as us. Like people who aren't as random and scattered as us stop listening. But the people who do still listen are like, are people and they and they understand the rabbit trails we go on and they're like with us yeah on the rabbit exactly trails. and we love it we love yeah. you for it so anyway don't forget you can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com and also a form with which to submit your questions and tell your friends about us rate and review us it helps us grow we really appreciate it but if you don't that's fine just you know yeah yeah we're, we're here in your earballs because we like it so if you know somebody who you think would be like into our style of chaos, even if they're not a tarot person, maybe suggest it to them. Maybe yeah. don't suggest yeah. it to so a tarot tell your friends. Who takes tarot very seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there might be parts where they're confused, but we're not just talking about that. Yeah, yeah. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast, uh, or join our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. Also, you can join our Discord community by uh by clicking there's like a link in our show notes. And yep. what am I? Oh, and Redbubble Shop That's- has merch if you want to buy it. But if you don't, it's okay. We, yeah, I don't, we don't even make think much we have money it set anyway. up to get any money out of that. Yeah, so if yeah. <laughs> if, if you're buying, we don't get any kickback from it. We just enjoy having cats on we need, mugs. I'm sure that there's some way that I can make it so that that's all set up, but I don't know but how I'm, to do it. And I think it's like it for three cents for a cup and we would yeah, get like 50 exactly. cents and have to pay it back more taxes. It's fine. Yeah. So just if you want a it's certification. Fine. We're doing mug, it because there. you might want to be certified. Exactly. We're, we're doing the certifications for you, not for us. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and remember, 
Go forth and tarot wildly this week. We, we love, love you, you so much. <laughs> so much.